Oilers need one final rush here. Maroon takes it for Kleppbaum. Back to Kleppbaum. Seven seconds. Snap to Andalucic. He'll dish off. McDavid dishes. Backhanded. No. Dry Suttle coughed it up. Anaheim ices it. Game over. Series over. Season over. For the Edmonton Oilers, your final score in game seven. Anaheim two. Edmonton one. Most frustrating part is uh, we're right there. Every one of us wanted to win the series, thought we could win the series, and we fell short. We're disappointed right now, obviously. We uh, we didn't come into the playoffs just to play. We came in to win. I think our team played that way, it prepared that way, it battled that way. Um, so the overall feeling right now is, is one of disappointment. We couldn't quite get it done. May 10th, the end of a promising season for the Edmonton Oilers. With a 10-year playoff drought behind the franchise, the focus in the summer was getting back into the postseason and going deeper. We've turned the page. Just like in the playoffs, we talked about parking games. We've got to park this year now. and We're already beginning to prepare for next year, in my opinion. You recover physically, mentally, you get some rest, you enjoy your family time, and then you begin to uh, physically prepare. But you also mentally have to prepare for next year. And um, we had a good run this year. But this should become what the standard is, not an exceptional year. And that's our goal is to make um, this type of year the standard and then push it from there. You know, there's a lot to, to build on, but eventually this has to become the norm with this organization. And I think that's a, that's a huge task that we have at the beginning of next year. And uh, we better be ready for it. Yeah, we're, we are making good headway. You know, we went in looking for improvement. We, we improved pretty much in every area. And, and you can do it, you can improve. Um, but what's doubly good for me as a manager is that we've got young guys that are improving. So, so you're, you're, they're both improving and they're growing as players. So um, happy happy that to see that where they are. Um, it's going to be harder next year now. Like the bar is set higher and, uh, and the players realize that. And they say the right things, but they'll be, they'll, they'll be in for a shock when we start because we won't see as many backup goalies, and uh, teams will be, you know, primed for us. So it'll be, it'll be more difficult to start. So, um, but that's again, that's another step in how you you grow and you get better. And, and we're a contending team now, and, and we plan to be for a while. The first big move came on June 22nd, after 507 games as an Oiler. Jordan Eberle was traded to the New York Islanders. It's been a bit of a whirlwind today for sure. Um, obviously, first off, excited. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the Islanders, I know quite a few guys there. they got a great group. and Excited to get there and get things going and get the new season going. Uh, I mean, as far as Edmonton, um, you know, nothing but good stuff. They, uh, you know, brought me in as a young guy and, and gave me every opportunity to succeed. So, um you know, as far as the city, the ownership, the Cades family, all the GMs have had, coaches, um, the fans, obviously, they, they, they've been uh, the best. They've, that's, I mean, to me, it was my second home. So um, everyone in that city is, uh, I'm grateful for everything they've done for me. You know, the, the reality is, is that um, Connor and Leon are going to get big raises and we have to clear some space. So, but that put, you know, then you, you have to choose someone who you're going to move. And unfortunately, uh, it was Jordan, and uh, Jordan's had a lot of good years here. Um, it wasn't solely because he didn't produce in the playoffs, but um, 
And as I said before, I think there are a lot of good things he did in the playoffs. And uh, you know, and then and I know he's going to have success on uh, with New York because he's a smart player. And but I mean, the the circumstances dictate that we have to do this, and and you know, these are hard decisions. And and unfortunately, we had to trade Jordan. Coming to the Oilers, 25-year-old forward Ryan Strom. I honestly didn't think so, and then uh, the last couple weeks, just seeing the rumors and seeing how our team is kind of shaping up, or that team is shaping up over there, just I kind of just looked at the numbers and some of the guys that you know, kind of have to move out, someone out to get someone, and um, not that you can probably predict what's going to happen, but I just kind of had a weird feeling the last couple of days with my family, and um, funny how it works out, honestly, on the middle of a flight to here, I was like, oh my God, so a little bit of a whirlwind, but uh, honestly, just uh, um, tons to look forward to, and uh, can't wait to get started. Now you've got a player like Ryan who hasn't put the numbers up like Jordan, but um, he's got some things to his game that we feel could help us in our division. He's He's got good size. He's got a terrific wrist shot. I scouted him for uh, a long time for the U24 team. Um, and uh, he's a very, very cerebral player. Uh, he can play center or the wing. Um, uh, very good on the half wall. Um, and these are all, I mean, these these are all some of the things that, that uh, Jordan has. But, you know, we have to, when we can save some cap space going forward, we're going to have to do it. That's the reality of building a team these days. So it was a good fit from a hockey perspective. It was a good fit from a team building and cap perspective. The NHL draft was held in Chicago for the first time since 2008. The Oilers didn't have a pick in the top 10. Their first round selection at 22nd overall was Spokane Chiefs star Kyler Yamamoto, who had made quite an impression on general manager Peter Shirelli. He's a pretty driven kid. The one thing that sticks out in my mind is when we were having, uh, we took him out to dinner at the Combine, and, he, and he, we were just eating there and, and, and talking, and he's like, he said, why should we draft you? And that's a standard question you ask, and I, I've never really heard this answer. He said that uh, you got to draft me, because otherwise i got to come back and haunt you. So he's a pretty confident kid. I mean, that was an impressive answer, and, uh, and he backs it up with his play. So um, never say never, but we'll see. Despite being five foot eight and around 150 pounds, Yamamoto racked up 99 points in 65 games last year with Spokane. Uh, you know, I think when I'm playing, you know, I gotta have no fear in my game. I gotta be able to go to those dirty areas. I know the elite goal scorers, the elite players, they all go to the dirty areas. It doesn't matter how big they are. And um, you know, I've tried to emulate a lot of players like Matt Zagrell. You know, he lays the body all the time, um, goes to those dirty areas. So I definitely try to emulate my game like that, and um, you know, I think it's worked out. Kyler's skill and grit is a, is a real interesting package. Um, he gets after it on the forecheck. He knocks guys off pucks. He is small, but he's strong, and he's got tremendous heart and skill. And uh, to me, to me, he really stood out for us, especially around where we pick. In June, the Oilers also re-signed several of their own pending free agents. Eric Breiba and Jujar Kara got two-year deals. Zach Cassian signed on for three seasons and Chris Russell agreed to a four-year contract. I didn't want to think that something was going to happen just in case. I felt like uh, I I was thinking that way last summer, so I just wanted to take it in stride this summer, and if if I was to go to July 1st again, I was going to go, but obviously I enjoyed my time in Edmonton and want to continue to play there, so, um, you know, getting this deal and becoming an oiler for the next four years, it's, it's pretty special. And this will be a breakaway, shorthanded, Cassian to give Edmonton the lead, he does! Wrist shot, 
scores! Zach Cassian! Yeah, well, I think it's no secret that the team we have, led by Connor, is on the uprise. And I think it's a no-brainer um, to, to stay in Edmonton. Uh, the city of Edmonton is unbelievable. Uh, the fan base is awesome with the new rink and the team we have. Um, it's pretty much a no-brainer. Um, I was I was very happy to, to get the field done. The Oilers didn't go after any big fish when free agency began, though they did add several players expected to add depth to the organization, like Ryan Stanton, Brad Malone, and Mitch Callahan. The focus then shifted from the bottom of the depth chart to the very top. Here comes Connor McDavid. He's got his man beat to the net. Backhander score! Connor McDavid, coast to coast, tucks the backhander home. A steal by Connor McDavid, 99 points, looking to make it 100, over the line, dishes off, backdoor score, there it is, that's 100 points for Connor McDavid. With the calendar turning to July, the Oilers were now able to sign the league's reigning MVP and leading scorer to a contract extension. On July 5th, Connor McDavid committed long term. Today we are excited to announce the signing of Connor McDavid to an eight-year contract extension with average annual value $12.5 million. There are a lot of dynamics that occur during the negotiating and ultimately signing of a player like Connor. One is commitment. Connor has been unwavering in his commitment to stay with the Oilers for the maximum term possible eight years. He is committed to the team and to the city and to its great fans. Connor did not stray from that, neither did we. This may be one of the largest contracts ever given in the NHL, but I can assure you it easily could have been a lot higher in value and shorter in term. Building a team to win the Stanley Cup was a constant discussion point in this negotiation. We have a young man in Connor who is the youngest captain in NHL history. He is one of three players to have won the Art Ross, Hart and Pearson at such a young age. That is a lot of individual awards. However, last Sunday following the draft when I met with Connor and Jeff Jackson, his agent, all Connor wanted to talk about was his teammates and winning the Stanley Cup. Dry subtle does to McDavid down the slot. Rich shot score! Connor McDavid! Being here for the next nine years is uh, something that was important to me. I wanted to show my commitment to the Oilers organization, the fans, the city. Um, you know, show that, uh, that I'm in it for the long haul and, and I want to win here. This is a city that I think has such a rich history and it's so important that, that you know, we bring that back. And you know, We got a taste of it last year. and. and we certainly have some unfinished business, so um, you know, with the help of all the great teammates and the management, the coaches, and all that, um, I certainly believe we will win here, and um, I ultimately think that, that we will do that. And um, but honest, honestly, it's it's such an honor to be here and um, you know, wear that Oilers jersey for the next nine years of my life. Part of this partnership, as as I I, I called it, was talking about building a team. And, uh, and, and Connor was emphatic, as, as was I, as, as keeping his team competitive. And uh, certainly it was a continuing theme. And um, you know, there, there, are, there are challenges at, at every juncture when you're building a, a winning team in, in this salary cap era. And Connor recognizes that. Jeff uh, Jackson, who we had a lot of discussion with, recognizes that. And, and we're, we're confident that we'll be able to, to ice a winning team. And, and, and one that can contend and, and win the Cup in short order. On July 7th, the Oilers added 891 games of NHL experience to the roster, signing Finnish winger UC Jokinen to a one-year deal. I wanted to make uh, make the right choice, obviously for myself. Obviously, uh, I think I'm not getting any younger, so my, my goal is to win Stanley Cup. And uh, 
you know, I wanted to go to the team who had, uh, you know, really good shot at, uh, at win the cup and, and at the same time where I want, I wanted to uh, make sure that myself and the coach and GM are on the same page. They know what kind of player I am and how can I help. And I had really good talks with both the uh, uh, GM and the coach and, uh, you know, I, uh, I feel I can help the team and uh, they feel, you know, they have a, have a role with me. And uh, but, but the biggest thing is just to have a chance to win the cup. Now there was just one more box for Peter Shirelli to check off his to-do list. Here come the Oilers, two on one to win it. McDavid in for the left-hand side, drives on awaits. There's a centering pass, what timer score! Latestu to Drysaddle, feeds Lucic back to Drysaddle, one-timer score. Drysaddle's got a hat-trick and five points. Restricted free agent Leon Drysaddle needed a new contract. On August 16th, he got one. Eight years, $68 million. You look at different options uh, throughout the process, for sure. Uh, I think that's, that's normal um, uh, coming uh coming off your entry-level contract, but um, to be honest, for me personally, you know, I, I, I just wanted to be, to be with this group for as long as possible. And, um, you know, we have such a good group, and uh, I really do think we have something special um, uh, coming up here in Edmonton. What I can say, generally speaking, is that um, we've got two very significant pieces tied up in a good way, and uh, you know, it's up to us as hockey ops first people to, to put the rest of the pieces in place and maintain the rest of the pieces. So the pieces are in place. The Oilers have gone from an also-ran to a contender. The next journey begins tonight.